We are going to be singing songs. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. So the brothers all except who doesn't go? Pharaoh. 
Benjamin doesn't go. So the ten brothers that we know, that Jacob knows are alive, plus Benjamin, Benjamin stays, but the ten go, right? And they go down to Egypt to buy food, and who do they see when they're there? Who do they talk to in Egypt? Joseph. Do they know it's Joseph? Yes. No. No. They don't know it's Joseph. Mom, can I go feed the bones of... No, they're okay. Don't worry about it. So, and what is Joseph's job right now? What is he doing in Egypt? Um, so people are coming to him to buy food. Buy food. So the brothers are there to talk to him about buying food. And now the brothers didn't recognize Joseph, but did Joseph recognize his brothers? Yes. Yes. And he saw his brothers and he was just so happy and he said, Hey guys, thanks for coming to see me. I love you. I missed you. <laughs> no. How did he talk to them? Yeah, Harshly. He was he talked to them kind of mean. And he kind of yelled at them. And Emmett, what did he call them? Mm. He called them spies? Spies. Did he say that they were there to try and look at their land and figure out where they had weak spots so that they could attack them? Yes. Yes. And what did the brothers say in response? Did they say they were spies? Yes. No. No. What did they say they were? They were. Their family was struggling with um, death and they needed to get food. Right. Their family was starving. They didn't have any food. And so they came there to buy food. And they said that they were honest men. Were they actually honest men? No. It doesn't seem like it so far, does it? Because what did they do to Joseph when he was younger? They said that they killed him. Yeah. Yeah. And they lied about killing him. And they sold him into slavery. And I mean, not only did they lie about it, but they even made like they created evidence. They killed a goat and they covered his jacket with blood. I mean, they went like the extra mile to deceive their father, didn't they? And we don't like to lie to our fathers, do we? No. <laughs> no. Perfect. Okay, so as Joseph was talking to his brothers, he starts remembering the dreams he had when he was younger, right? Yeah. Do you guys remember what those dreams were? Yes. Do you remember? Yes. What were they? Remember one of them? No. Did something bow down to something? Yeah, the stars and the moon were bowing down to the sun, and Joseph remembered it as an and the interpretation was that one day his brothers would bow down to him, right? And that's exactly what was happening. His brothers were before him, bowing down to him, asking for his help because Joseph was in charge. Yes, you can have the pencil. Um, and then so. What happens when their conversation is over? Does Joseph just give them everything they want and they go about their merry way? No. No. First, he does what to them for three days? Prison. He puts them in prison. And now, if you had the opportunity to put your brothers or sisters in prison, do you think you'd do it? No. The correct answer is no. We all think yes. No. Sit down, And so, after the three days... Joseph says, fine, you can go, but you have to leave one of your brothers here. Simeon gets left behind, and it says that they put him in, they found him and put him in prison. 
And then what else, other stipulations did Joseph say that they had to do in order to take the food? Youngest brother. To bring your youngest brother back because he kept calling them liars. He said they were spies. And he said in order for your story to be tested as true, you need to bring back your youngest brother as proof, right? And then so as the brothers are leaving, they start complaining about everything that's happening, and they blame it on what? So do you ever have bad things happen to you in the day, and you kind of say, oh, this is because I did this? Oh, they don't blame God. They blame themselves. So they, they said, oh, this is because of what we did to our brother Joseph all those years back. Now vengeance is being taken on us. Which is from verse 22, because Reuben answered them saying, did I not tell you, do not sin against the boy, the boy was Joseph, and you would not listen. Now comes the reckoning for his blood. So reckoning is like, now we're getting our just dessert, because we were so mean to him when we were younger, now we're getting what's owed to us. And then now they go on their way, and as they're on their way, what do they find in their bags? Money. Was that money that they were supposed to have? No. No. What were they supposed to have done with that money? Paid for their food. Paid for the food. So they went to Egypt. This guy yelled at them. And then when they left, they gave them food. Plus, they didn't have to spend any money. Did you think that they were excited to go back and talk to that guy and say, Hey, sorry we stole your goods? No. (laughs) No. So were they afraid? Yes. Yes, they were very afraid. Oh, and then one thing... Oh, and also, along with that, not only did they get the food they needed to feed their families, did they get to keep their money, but Joseph secretly gave them more stuff when they left so that they had enough stuff for their journey home. Why do you think he did that? children. 
That's pretty harsh, isn't it? So Reuben swore on his own children that he would bring Jacob's children back. So that's quite the promise to make, isn't it? Maybe that probably wasn't a good idea on Reuben's part. Right? Yeah. And then let's look at the last verse, verse 38. This is after the brothers tell them everything that happened. And Jacob's upset. And Jacob says, My son shall not go down with you, talking about Benjamin, for his brother is dead, and he alone is left. If harm should befall him on the journey you are taking, then you will bring my gray hair down to Sheol in sorrow. So in other words, he's saying, if you take my youngest son, you might as well kill me now, because I will be in so much sorrow and pain, I wouldn't know how to deal with it. But I think it's interesting where he says um, that Benjamin is his only son left. How many sons does Jacob have? But he actually has 12, right? How many does he think are alive, though? 11. So if he has 11 living sons, why would you say, I only have one left? Because um, Benjamin and Joseph um, were the only ones that um, Rachel gave birth to. And um, Rachel was his favorite wife, so he likes um, the kids that came from Rachel more than he likes the other ones. So of his 12 sons, he had how many wives? Four. Four. And of those four wives, Rachel was obviously his favorite because he worked a long time <laughs> to be able to marry her. Which, um, and uh, Rachel had two kids, like he said, Benjamin and Joseph. And clearly, before he thought Joseph was dead, Joseph was obviously his favorite son. Yes, he was Rachel's firstborn child. And it seems like Benjamin has now filled that role since Joseph has been gone. And probably by this point, Joseph has been gone for probably about 12 years, maybe more. So I just find that interesting that he says that to his other sons. Hey, I only have one kid left, and it's not you. (laughs) Seems kind of a harsh thing to say, doesn't it? Anyway, so next week... We will read about, Lord willing, the brothers going back to Egypt, and we'll see how Joseph deals with his brothers then, and if he's going to be harsh and throw them in prison, or maybe be nice and show them compassion. And then also, there's a good lesson, or there's several lessons you can learn in this story. One of them, if you guys caught it, was the Egyptians spoke a different language than um, they did in Canaan, Okay. So when the brothers came, there was an interpreter who was interpreting what the brothers were saying to Joseph and then what Joseph said back. But the brothers were also talking amongst themselves in front of Joseph in their own language, thinking that Joseph couldn't understand what they were saying. But Joseph knew everything they were saying because he could speak their language too. So a good lesson there is be careful what you say and know your audience and who's around and don't say things you shouldn't in front of people that might hurt their feelings. And also love your family. Don't throw them in prison. <laughs> okay. Can we leave now? We're almost done. How about to close out we say a prayer? Okay. All right. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the day and for all the wonderful things that you do for us, for giving us life, for giving us love, and showing us compassion, Father, in all the words that, comp- that comprise your, your Bible, Father. And we're so very thankful for the Word of God and its living and breathing power that is in our lives, Lord. We ask that you continue to bless all of us and be with us as we go through uncertain and unusual times. 
Helpless Father not use this as an opportunity to fall away from you, but all the more to grow closer to you and loved ones who are near and dear to us in our own homes. Help us to learn more about Joseph and his family and what he did as a servant of God through your word as we go through these lessons. Thank you for the opportunity to learn more about you and about him and about all the wonderful ways, Father, in which we ourselves can show you love and compassion and servitude. Be with us and guide us and protect us. Watch over us. Be with all those, Father, who are sick, hurting, or ailing. Comfort them and be with them as only you can. And be with us, Father, until we are allowed to come back together again in person. But even though we are apart, help us to be uh, committed to one another from a distance and to love one another all the more. Thank you so much for Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross and for forgiving us of our sins. And it's only in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Good night.